Hello, this is Peter Woolfolk. First, let me say thank you so much for being a listener. Now, I want to alert you to our shiny new podcast website located at podpage.com. However, you can go directly to the podcast site located at www.publicrelationsreviewpodcast.com. There, you can contact me through email. You can leave a voice message. You can leave a review. You can read an episode blog and frequently learn about the podcast guests. You might also want to suggest podcast topic ideas or even suggest a guest. You can also let me know if you would like to receive our podcast listener logo that you can post on your social media. So I look forward to hearing from you about our new podcast website, www.publicrelationsreviewpodcast.com. Thank you so much for listening to the Public Relations Review Podcast and have a great day. Welcome. This is the Public Relations Review Podcast, a program to discuss the many facets of public relations with seasoned professionals, educators, authors, and others. Now, here is your host, Peter Woolfolk. Welcome to the Public Relations Review Podcast and to our listeners all across America and around the world. Now, question. Are you familiar with the term newsjacking? Well, newsjacking appears to be gaining exposure in public relations publications and used by PR practitioners. Obviously, newsjacking has benefits and can work well if used properly in its application. Now, rest easy. My guest today has proven experience in successfully applying and having success with newsjacking. Now, after receiving her degree from the University of Dayton, her PR career began as a desk assistant at ABC News Radio. Later, she worked numerous years at PR agencies, leaving her last as vice president. She now serves as a communications manager at a national healthcare organization. Now, Tara also has a certification in Google Analytics. In addition, she currently serves on the PRSA of Central Ohio's Board of Directors, and she was a member of PRSA's Tech Section Board of Directors. So joining me today from Columbus, Ohio, is Tara Parcell, founder of Media Pros. Tara, thank you so much for being our guest today. Thank you, Peter, for having me. Now, to launch our conversation, why don't you define newsjacking for our audience? So newsjacking is really about inserting your spokespeople or brand into trending news by monitoring the news cycle. Uh, usually when you look at PR, there's there's a few different There's the uh, evergreen stories that you're telling. There's the announcements that you're telling. But there's also the trending news and the stories that you can't plan for. But usually your spokespeople can add value to those stories. Mm-hmm. Now, so give us an example of uh, just what you mean by that adding value to a story. Yeah, so it, it's me. I first explained other side. So I worked at ABC News Radio for a while and I was responsible for answering the phone in the newsroom. And when breaking news happens in a newsroom, we needed people that could talk about what that news was that was happening now. And because I was working in radio, it was a 24-7 environment. So what was breaking one hour would be dead 
two hours later. So we needed people in the moment who could be telling those stories and could be adding uh, their expert knowledge to the subject they're talking about. Uh, a lot of that, because news was like major stories. But then at, at my first agency, when I moved over there, I ended up uh, doing PR for an entertainment magazine. And a big part of my job was newsjacking, which was getting the um, magazine editors and reporters on the morning uh, shows or cable shows, like Good Morning America Today show, to talk about the celebrity news that was happening. So it could be a celebrity death, one of the really big ones that I uh, remember very vividly was when Robin Williams died because it was a major event that the world was just happening and figuring out what happened at the time. And so my job was was on the uh, bus in New York City, like going to my home, and I, I saw a news article about it, and I was like, oh, no, and I ended up running like the three blocks back to my apartment and pitching stories because newsjacking for entertainment needs to happen within a few minutes. Uh, but there, there's also a lot of other things where it could be a cybersecurity firm and there's there's a staff here, your expert, talking about what is this, how can you stop those sorts of things. And then the big one, obviously, coming out of COVID was healthcare professionals and talking about, like, the different changes that were happening either to mask mandates or just what we know about COVID in and of itself. Those are all examples of different types of newsjacking, I guess. I, I guess the question for me that comes out of that is that because, as you said, things happen so fast, it seems to me then that you are going to need to have, if you run a particular agency or have particular clients, who is able to talk about what? And, uh, you know, and, and at what levels? Because I would imagine that in some cases there are um, different levels of an issue. And yeah. maybe people don't know all of, all of it about everything, but they have certain areas of expertise in a particular area. So help, how do you go about setting that sort of thing up? Yeah, I mean, it, it's a really to know who your spokespeople are and have good relationships with them. I think we've all been in a situation where we have pitched someone for a story and the person is like, I can't talk about that. And that could happen for something that isn't newsjacking and isn't urgent. I've had that happen with podcasts that could happen at any time. But it, you have to understand your spokespeople, understand what they can talk about. I usually have a list of who are experts, what can they talk about, and who can they talk to. Because there may be some who can just like shoot off a quick like response to a uh, an outlet over email and say, okay, like here's my quote, and th they're fine with that, but they might not want to get on the phone and talk to a reporter. Uh, there's there's other uh, people who will jump at at the request and like have a news crew come to their house so they can do the interview right there. Mm -hmm. um, but knowing who your spokespeople are, knowing what they can talk about, and understanding if you have people who can talk about it is really important. And and then also uh, having ha having their numbers for situations like that. I I, I had a spokesperson recently who <laughs> I called her. She was in the middle of picking up Chinese food, and she was like, "Okay, I guess I'm going to do it from just sitting out here." But not not I can't call most uh, a lot of spokespeople and just ask them to do that at the drop of a hat. Pardon me. The the other thing that comes to mind for me is hearing the news, being aware that something is happening because as we go throughout day on a work day, uh, normally 
most people in their offices don't have the news on. So how does one prepare, if you will, to be alerted should something like this happen so that you can spring into action? There's, a, there's really a few ways to do that. And you're, you're right. I I think the only job where I've ever actually had the news on and TVs on all day when was I was actually working in the news. Uh, but th- there's things that you can expect, right? There are the... The jobs report comes out monthly. There are, we know that the president is going to talk about something related to COVID coming up. And like, you can, you can kind of prepare and like Mm -hmm. know that those things are going to happen and be by the news. So you, so you can watch it in the moment. And then there's the things that, that happen out of the blue. And that's like the Robin Williams story I was talking about is I had Google alerts or I, I think that may have been like a breaking news email going. And um, the second I saw it, because I, I knew that I had to get it on, I got like 20 people or like 20 different uh, things when that, when that happened. Obviously, it was, it was really big breaking news, and I had a lot of subject matter experts. But someone else had already put out the news, and I just I, I knew that I needed to run back to my apartment and, and get on for that to, to quickly happen. Now, something like, you know, the Robin Williams thing, it seems, I I don't want to say easy, but it's simpler because (laughs) you've got somebody who maybe has had experience with him or know him or somehow or another can respond quickly to that. But if there is news about an issue or a topic, but then there are some other things that could be associated with that news or that particular topic, that begins to make sense in these circumstances, can you then begin to pitch that as well? Yeah. So there's a, there's a few different ways to go about that. So th- the first is that that expert who was sitting outside the, uh, the Chinese restaurant, that happened because the FDA had approved something. And, and at the time, she had not done very many interviews, but she was she knew her field and she knew what she needed to talk about. And I was prepared. I knew that the FDA was going to announce it, so I had pitches ready to go. Uh, and, and I also knew who I was going to go to if that news came out. So mm-hmm. that news came out at like an 8 p.m. on a on a Wednesday night and I was ready to go. And I, I knew that I needed to say what her credentials were. I had to showcase why she should be the one talking about it. And I had to get into their inbox before anyone else when I knew they were working on a story. Another example would be like COVID. So <laughs> there there are hospitals all over the country who were experiencing the same thing during COVID. So when I was working with a health system, we we were pitching stories and trying to get the, the positive stories about what was happening uh, with COVID, like when the vaccines happened out to to the the broader story the the broader community to like build awareness for like why our healthcare systems were top of their game and again everyone else could probably say those exact same things but it's about knowing who the audience is and why it's important and getting in their inbox first so i had a spokesperson who i knew could go on tv i had a story about what was different about or what what could he bring to that particular conversation and there was there was news i think it was like christmas eve of 2020 2020 and so like he was he was able to go on quickly and and go on and be, because we could 
kind of pivot and, and talk and know that he, he was available to talk about things and he knew his stuff, then um, he, he ended up going on a lot more uh, TV following that first one. Okay. Now, we've talked about people being able to build on a particular story or event. Have you seen people who try to get involved in newsjacking that want to pitch something that really doesn't have the value that a reporter might be looking for? It might have some close or distant association with it. Uh, Try to do that sort of thing and, uh, you know, just get some time. Yeah, I mean that's uh, that that's the pitfall with, with uh, newsjacking is you can do it. There are people who can do it really well, and there are people who will try to do it. But if if they're not thinking through all, everything, then it can it can backfire um, on them. So there, a lot of times, what happens with, with newsjacking when it when it doesn't work? Obviously, it might not just might just wrong person. You might be that the timing might just be off. But if you're trying to pitch something and you're not seeing success, the other thing could be that you might be reaching too far into it. So maybe you're news out and your brand could probably talk about that. But that um, it, it, it's pretty, what you're what you're really trying to do is is kind of be a commercial for your own brand and connect your brand to the name instead of being a value add to the reporter. Mm-hmm. So you want to showcase that you have, you, you want to showcase that, that you have expertise and can talk about the You don't want to, what your company can do in that situation. That's what a profile is for. That's not what newsjacking is for. Uh, another thing that, that can backfire is if you're, you're taking advantage of situations that are not, good situations to take advantage of. So I, I think uh, anyone who's been in media relations long enough knows that reporters are not shy about going on Twitter, media platforms and showcasing bad pitches. What you don't want is to say is, is to take advantage of a tragedy and a really like, and say, Hey, do you want to talk about my school shootings is coming to mind? Do you, do you want to talk about my uh, security company that could have prevented this? Uh, this school shooting mm-hmm. that honestly like there's no way to know that that would have done that and there's no value add to that kind of thing like the situation is already happening the news wants to talk about how this how this happened they don't want to talk about what could have prevented this especially not right in the moment so so people have to be careful how they go about that particularly if they don't have uh, the experience of doing it uh, uh, advanced experience on doing this because what I'm hearing is that they could commit mistakes with some reporters that they might not be able to uh, um, uh, retrieve or turn around or uh, you know reestablish relationships with them if they go about it in the wrong way exactly exactly and it's for an agency, you your your job is to be promoting that brand, and you don't want to promote that brand negative to negatively. You wanna you you want to showcase positive, and you're you're not going to do that if you then create your own mini crisis based on trying to get be a part of a larger story that is is not going to reflect positively on your organization. So what I'm also hearing here is that if your organization is considering uh, practicing newsjacking, maybe there should be some rehearsal scenarios before you do it the first time. 
just to make sure that you're often heading in the right direction, presented the right way, uh, you know, those sort of things so that uh, you're not caught up in the moment. And again, as we said, the wrong thing comes out, which uh, pulls the plug on the whole effort. Yeah, I think as uh, uh, communications professionals, at least me, I get, I'll get really excited about an idea. And I usually need some kind of checks and balances to like send to someone like, hey, is this a good idea or am I reaching too far? Um, and especially in an agency, having that, having some kind of checks and balances and, and knowing like, okay, like we, we looked at this from all angles. Usually there's a crisis person on a team. A crisis person is a great person to uh, look at and see and, and, and just make sure that like none of this is going to backfire. I, I think that th- this is kind of the, the part of communications where media relations and uh, crisis communication meld well together and Mm -hmm. and work really well together and it really shows the strategic side of communications kind of see like what are all the the positives to doing this and what are the negatives and if there are more negatives than positives you're you're really not doing the brand any good by continuing with that tactic so there there needs to be some guidelines and those guidelines need to be understood and perhaps it also might need to be some sort of a structure in that because of your experience, so forth and so on, we're going to let uh, John or Joe or Mary or whoever happens to take the lead on these kinds of things. They will take the lead on any newsjacking we'll go after, and then we can have some of the others to supplement that by adding additional information so that there's some sort of structure to it. So there's not a, you know, all hell doesn't break loose when it happens and we know who's going to take the lead on it and how it's going to be handled. Yeah, exactly. Now, what have you run across any sort of unusual circumstances that uh, where newsjacking wind up being of value to uh, not only to the reporter, but also to the organization that was pitching it? Anything unusual ever happened to you or people that you know about? Uh, let me think. Or better still, how about what perhaps might have been your best newsjacking activity? Um, I think that a, a lot of times with with the, these newsjacking, if, if you're doing them correctly, you are not just giving value to the reporter. You're also creating awareness for your brand and for your spokespeople. So that there, there was one time where I pitched something that day. It was the first time I'd ever talked to this reporter. Uh, because I just started working on on this account, and I pitched it. I I got him the spokesperson who was excellent and and showcased like she knew what she was talking about, and that turned into a fairly large healthcare outlet. Then inviting her the next day to be the be a spokesperson for a panel that he was ha- he was doing a month later, and that was like the that at that time there was. She was not well known in the industry, but she, we use that. We all I did was pitch it. She did. She was the spokesperson. She was the expert in her field. Uh, but she was able to like showcase her knowledge so much with with that short. Like I think the inter- the interview only lasted about eight minutes. That she was asked to do like this this larger, longer segment, which was pretty cool. Um, I'm trying to think what other instances have happened. I, I think, I think the uh, <laughs> every. I think most PR people, whether they know it or not, have probably done 
newsjacking to some extent, especially with everything that happened during COVID. Mm-hmm. Like ev- the news cycle was just changing so much. Like you had to you had to jump on stories or or kind of anticipate what was going to happen, and understanding that that feeling or that like that you you got from that like that's it covid changed how how we look at at media relations and especially newsjacking and i i think it changed it for the better because we think about it more strategically now well tara this has certainly been very very insightful and uh you know eye-opening for me as i listen to you explain that do you have perhaps any closing words that uh, you would have for our listeners about newsjacking i I'm, I'm going to say again, like, I, I think that in general, a lot of times people mistake media relations for being a tactic and don't really think about the strategic aspect of it. But in and of itself needs to be strategic or you're not going to be successful. And I think newsjacking is one of those opportunities where you can really showcase the strategy and the, the tactical expertise that needs to be combined to create a, a good newsjacking experience and also get results from from doing that well tara let me say thank you so very much for uh, joining us on the public relations review podcast today we certainly have appreciated your sharing our wisdom with us and i'd also like to say thank you for all of our listeners for being uh listeners uh and i hope that you've enjoyed uh tara's presentation so if you have we'd certainly like to get some good reviews for you And in addition to that, uh, we'd like for you to let your friends know about uh, the Public Relations Review as well. So thank you so much for listening, and we'll look for you at the next edition of the Public Relations Review podcast. This podcast is produced by Communication Strategies, an award-winning public relations and public affairs firm headquartered in Nashville, Tennessee. Thank you for joining us. Hi, this is Peter Woolfolk speaking. Now, first of all, thank you so very much for listening to the podcast. Now, I am very excited to let you know that the podcast is now available on Amazon Alexa. You know the drill. Simply say, Alexa, play Public Relations Review Podcast, and she'll take it from there. And again, thank you for listening. And if you enjoy the program, please become a subscriber. Now, on to the podcast.